walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, also known as the hardest part of the ring. WrestleMania is upon us as of you watching this as of this episode dropping if you're listening to this on drop day or the next few days after i am currently not sitting here i am in california for wrestlemania 39 so super excited for that lots going on other other things i'll be doing that week as well but tune in next week to uh hear all about it but hey if you have any wrestlemania questions any any california questions please send them my way at apron bump on uh, at aol.com so uh but we're not here to talk about wrestlemania we, we there's a few wrestlemania main eventers in this show but we're here to cover a very unique show brought to you by extreme championship wrestling ecw just another night 1996 what a name what a name. Here is croissant crumbs in between my keyboard pad and my keyboard. Um, but yes, ECW. I almost dropped my croissant. ECW, just another night, 1996. I will say this. I have never covered an ECW show like this before. <laughs> it is, uh, it's interesting. We'll get into why in the podcast, but lots going on on this show. We got the debut of Bam Bam Bigelow. We got... Shane Douglas versus Raven for the world title in the main events. Sandman's stumbling around somewhere. We got Todd Gordon versus Bill Alfonso, too. So what more could he ask for, really? So we have a fun show to talk about today, and we have a fun time talking about it. Of course, I always do with my boys, Kevin Rogue, Duke Bags, of the year of Duke and Rogue podcast presented by Gorilla Brain Podcasts. Returning to the show, these fine gentlemen, always a hilarious time with these two, and this one is no different, but go check out the year of Duke and Rogue wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you'll find it under the Gorilla Brain Podcasts banner, a hilarious podcast. They get into a lot of retro wrestling this season that they're currently on. They're covering the dying days of WCW. So they're in the year of 2000 right now. And it has been, uh, look, their podcast is hilarious, but what they're covering is, uh, well, I guess it could also be hilarious, but not in a good way. <laughs> so, uh, 
Really fun show. Go check it out. Check out them. Check out the Shining Wizards, which uh, they're a part of as well. So support us. Support the boys. All their stuff's in the description. Give that a check. Aruski, subscribe to them. Poke them. Leave them pictures of your feet. Do all of the things that they love so that you could show your support to them. But with that, oh, hey. <laughs> I always forget to play. I'm always plugging other people up. I never plug myself up at apron bump on all the social medias myself, uh, apronbump.com for all my full episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts on YouTube as well. Get the video, a like, a subscribe, a comment. If you like these ECW episodes, you like this era of ECW for whatever reason, uh, you can go to apronbump.com. You can go to the episodes tab at the top. And you can select any promotion, any era that I cover, and you can select ECW, and that'll bring you to all of the ECW shows that I've covered thus far in crony, logy, cool order. Sorry, I'm like in a Michael Scott type mood today. Um, ECW, or you could just check out the Wrestling Wars of the 90s, which is WWF, WCW, and ECW all into one timeline. And what else do I do with that timeline? Well... We have the hardest promotion of 1996 battle going on, and uh, it's a tight one. No, it's not. But high stakes. Whoever wins this battle will have me purchase a championship belt of that company. What is this battle you say? Who's winning? How do you win? What are the points? Well, stay tuned for the end of the podcast. And we will grade the show and we will compare this against everything else that's happened in 1996 thus far that we've covered and uh, see if there's any best ofs or worst ofs on this show. So check that out at the end of the podcast and check out the podcast itself. Let's get into it. ECW, Just Another Night, 1996 with myself and Duke and Rogue from the Year of Duke and Rogue podcast. Fart into the mic for a little bit. Although then, it's a little bit, it's over. it looks like it's a little bit different on your end here. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Well, I'm used to on the Wizard Streamyard, so I yeah. I do a lot of the stuff, you know, with mm. the banners and the the comments and all okay. that kind of stuff. So uh, it's different when I don't have that access. Give me the fucking access. Do you, do you want the ones and twos on this one? Nah, no, no. I get carried away. <laughs> No, I just need like the raw files and then I'll manipulate your uh, Ooh, yeah. face and oh, your voice face. however I need it to. And, I get uh, you. It's not all you can manipulate. What else can I manipulate? My dick. Nah, <laughs> weenies. Yeah, weenie. Right, Duke? He's here somewhere. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, dicks. <laughs> so what, what are your thoughts on uh, Kimono Wanalea, Duke? Uh, appropriate name. Right. Yeah. Right. That was, Why do you say that? that? Was a good. That was a good uh, appropriate moniker for sure. You know, it kind of makes it sound like she she likes to have sex a lot. I think. I don't know if you guys caught that. I think so. Um, yeah. 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 It's it's uh, it's funny how they just uh, stumbled into that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, but it's it's just another night for I, them. I, but I, speaking I, of which, wouldn't have mind stumbling into that myself. No. <laughs> Right? Yes. Sweet ass butts. Intercourse. But anyways, we got a wrestling show to talk about. So you guys were able to catch 
Just Another Night, 1996. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 You guys don't seem enthusiastic about that. Well, listen here, slut. Uh, we've been watching. Sorry, we, I'm talking to you. <laughs> we, we, okay. We're, we're, you know what we've been watching, right? You know the absolute filth that we've, we've been watching right. on Year of Duke and Rogue. So watching some ECW, I thought was going to be a breath of fresh air. Mm. And then you give us this this indie show of indie shows <laughs> to watch. That's not even it's it's filmed on a, on one guy's camcorder that, mm-hmm. that he I mean, I looks like somebody picked up probably would have been fantastic in 96. But then the equipment's probably from 92. So it's, it's still not that good by 96 standards. Right. It was it, rough. You do that on purpose, though, right? So. When I like develop, because I do all this stuff chronologically, so I just made a list, ordered it from oldest to newest, and that was it. So it's like, oh, just another night. That's the next show. That's why I kind of threw it at you. Um, and then I turn on Peacock, and it's like, oh, it's like a fan cam show, but it's like an official quote unquote thing. Like you have Joey Styles with commentary. It's not like just a guy that had a camera and like uploaded it. He to, gets pretty uh, unprecedented access, if that's the case. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he is assuming the role of you know. Lead camera guy, only camera guy, only camera guy. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you had some commentary quips too. I gotta say, uh, I went to a local wrestling show here in Minnesota last mm-hmm. week, and I think there was more people in attendance. Similar venue. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, allegedly like 400 people here at, at the show. It's just weird uh, seeing some of these guys in a high school gym, you know. Yeah, it was very so. It's very reminiscent of like 2002 Ring of Honor, which I don't know if either of you guys have like seen any like clips or highlights of that era. Yeah. But um, and it makes sense because it's also RF video, so it's the same guys. Um, the same plan, film both. Well, it could be. Huh. I mean, fuck, it probably it is. Suck me sideways. That's what Rob Weinstein did. But um, the guy with the camera. So this this one cam kind of format this show was in. It was shot in. I would argue might even like the quality, the video quality, I think was better than like their typical shows in this. Maybe not better, but it was I'll, I'll say this. It was pleasantly different. It was um, what did you say, Kevin? It, I, it, was, it, it uh, has a very uh, shitty charm. It's a real shitty, yes. delightful charm about it. Delightful. Yeah. That's what you said. You, you, <laughs> you sent me that. I was like, that is the perfect description of it. So but um, you brought up your show earlier and now because i was going to ask what do you think is better halloween havoc 2000 or just another night 1996 so the similarities are startling <laughs> i'm sure it's it it really blew me away so Come i, I on, watched man. it no 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 what no no stay with me let me at least you know take the ride and then once we get there tell me you don't want to be there but take the ride with me first I'll the the match setups, the match not going through, the saves that aren't saves, all that bullshit. These are all qualities that WCW is like, I like what they did there. Let's use that. And it's horrible. Right. It's 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 just it's filth. It's trash. And I don't like it. I thought you were an ECW guy all these years and you're just I I am an ECW. I've always been an ECW guy. I'm, I'm starting to think that it's our, our host plan is to turn me into an anti-W or ECW guy. <laughs> I'm going to beat you down until you hate. Seems like it, man. Every aspect I, of it. I had a thought watching this. It's uh, good. You think... I, I bet a lot of these venues didn't invite ECW back, right? 
Because I could swear this is a high school gym because there are kids wearing school colors or they're they're all wearing the same colors. They're probably 10, 12 years old. So this is this is from the Briarcliff Fieldhouse, of course, in Glenolden, Pennsylvania. The acclaimed Classics, Briarcliff yes. Fieldhouse. The Briarcliff, where the, the Briarcliff Friars play, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Who could forget? Who could forget? A, uh, powerhouse on the East Coast there. <laughs> of course. Good old Glen Olden really just had some monopoly on this type of programming. But uh, yeah, it was like, it's almost like a barn kind of feel, but like a finished barn. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate it. Like I brought up early Ring of Honor before. That was like harsh to watch because you had like basketball hoops in the background and the lighting was like way too bright. This one was almost like, yeah, I did have that high school gym kind of just like the house lights or whatever. But it's beats like the dark shit that like they're fighting in the crowd and you can't see them. Like yeah. some of these ECW shows, you don't know what the hell's going on. So you can at least see pretty much everything on this show, which uh, is one plus, right? And they did have hoops. They had hoops there as well. And it's such a miss. Mm. Like you have hoops and you're not going to incorporate them. I'm sure, I mean, probably worried about breaking them, but if they're there and you're ECW, how do you not figure out a way to incorporate the hoops that are, they're just, they're hanging there? I bet if New Jack was on the bill, he would have probably, you know, jumped off the, climbed up there, jumped off, maybe put his opponent through the the rim. Right? Why New Jack? Because he's, that's what he does. Okay. Well, plays basketball, right? <laughs> Uh, he likes. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he climbs up stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I'm following. I you. could make. A, I could say something about that, but I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> yeah, you're probably, you're probably you're probably shocked that two cold Scorpio didn't shoot some baskets, right? Dude. Sabu, Sabu would have worked. He was there. He could have done something like that. That probably would have been the best candidate. I don't think Axel Rotten is doing any dunks. Oh. They did explore the space, so it was kind of surprising they didn't make it make it over there but they explored yes. the space that yep. they did that's the most uh positive way to describe <laughs> what they did i have other words but um yeah i mean i guess before we uh jump into this this uh, acclaimed briarcliff Fieldhouse events any 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 overall thoughts before before we dive into it <sighs> God, i mean go ahead duke if you got if you got something you got something stuck in that uh that gun of yours, let her let her shoot. I mean, I got shoot I got thoughts them. as we go along here. Okay, sure. We'll okay. Uh, we'll pull the trigger and uh, stop blue balling ourselves. We'll we'll hop right into it with some Joel Hartgood. It's the uh, it's the first the first frame of this show. You hit play, boom! It's his hairy ass back. <laughs> just right there. What? It's just it's comical. It, I I couldn't tell if it was a shirt or if it was his back. It was it was some A train shit there. Uh, and he's uh, so it's a tag team match. We got Joel Hartgood and JT Smith versus the Bad Crew, of course, the team of Dog and Rose. So we're starting off hot. We're starting off hot, is what I'm saying here. Oh, I got a thought already. Oh, Jeez, here it comes. Um, okay, okay, I forgot the thought. <laughs> my bad it was, it was something good gone. it was something good but now it's gone man i bet it was i go right, carry man. on <laughs> <laughs> well uh man so these guys not a lot of good thoughts happening in this match because uh well first of all we start off with some dancing because we got jt smith here he's the uh 
Italian Stallion, J.T. Smith. So this is the uh, the initial seed, the initial sperm of the full-blooded Italians right here. And uh, he's, he's, he's Joe Hartgood is basically his honorary paisan, according to him. So yeah. they do a they do a little dance. I don't know if it's an Italian dance, um, but uh, well, JT, it wasn't a fucking Charleston. It was closer to that than anything I could. Th- what would you describe it as? It was, it was close to the Charleston. What did it look like? Actually, I forget. He took like uh, one step, kicked the leg. Step mm. back, one step, kick the leg. Can you take so your I, shirt off and stand up and do it? He wasn't going to uh, take my pants off, stand up and do it with my third leg. Whoa, okay. That's also an option. So this yeah. tag team didn't last very long. <laughs> what did, what did no, Paul Hart just do, man? Like, he didn't, he didn't dance, dance with him, man. Right, yeah. Come on, you asshole. That's what it was. Okay, go. He's a paisan. Yeah. You're not going to dance with your, your, your whatever JT is to him? No. You know, he doesn't paisani. look like an Italian to me. Joe Hartgood looks perfectly Italian. I don't know what you're talking about. I think the other guy was the Italian stallion. You are well, wrong. <laughs> well, he's honorary. Okay. JT Smith, yes, he is the Italian. He's Italian. What, what, what makes you think he's not Italian? He just, he, you know, when I think Italian stallion, I think, you know, Rocky Valboa. Hmm. Uh, Jim Powers. He's a pretty far cry from either of those guys. Ahmed Johnson. Could be from the southern right. part of Italy, I suppose. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> you don't go to South Italy. <laughs> oh, well. So I mean, you wouldn't. So you have this guy, right? He's your he's your honorary paisan. He's not learning the dance. He's not picking up the dance. You're uh-huh. just gonna let that shit slide. He he that chair shot he had coming. The rest of the shit I'm not sure about, but that that chair spot he had that coming. That's uh, he he took the chair because they're dancing. He has the chair in one hand. JT Smith does. And he's like, well, this guy's not going to dance with me. So he chucks the chair at his face. No, no uh, form to it. No of this flat of the chair on his back. No, just here's a chair in your nose. Gives him a slam. Another chair shot to the back. And then JT just leaves. So, uh, yeah, like you said, this team is very short lived. But the. uh, this allows the bad crew to double team on Joel Hartgood. Oh yeah, they, uh, they give him a little DP action, a little uh, double, little tiger bomb, little, little little front flip from the top rope from uh, what I assume is Rose. Uh, we get a power bomb and a splash from both guys, and that gives the that gives the bad crew the win here in this opener. And then yeah. Sandman comes. <laughs> just, this is like this is like right away like this opening sequence. Like I was saying before, it reminds me so much of Dying WCW because this is shit that would I would expect to see Dying WCW. It's like they took notes from this show. Hmm. Sandman comes out and makes the save, but wait, he doesn't make the save. <laughs> he saves the audience. He from having right. to endure. He let this. the match end. Yeah, well, yeah. right. I, I got something to say about Sandman. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is kind of a treasure, to be honest. I, I 100% agree. <laughs> Here's why. I am on board. Okay. Not only is he a lefty like myself, wow. and I don't, I don't condone, you know, drunkenness, uh, what goes, goes along with that. But this guy, he just he jumps over the top rope with the kendo stick. Later on, he does some just – just complete disregard looks sloppy as hell but he he i mean 
Jumps over the top rope with the kendo stick and nails nails guy with it. Mid promo, he does it, this. Sandman comes out, the promo. cleans house. Well, he's he just yelling, ah! <laughs> yo! He just yells that over and over again, and then it's he's horrible. In between yo's, he like you said, he hops over the top rope with the stick, comes the down. Who gives a fuck who he hit? He clocks somebody with it, gets back in the ring, gets in, and then he says, let's get extreme. And then we're off to the. Yeah. Side. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> like, stop it. Yeah. It's, it's almost like he's trying to be James Hetfield at some point. It's like, mm. Yeah. Let's get extreme. Yeah. I wouldn't have made that correlation, but I'm yeah. happy you did. <laughs> Give well. me fuel. Yeah. 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 ECW. I got a theory here, guys. An Austin theory? hat guy. I don't see hat guy. You think maybe he's the camera guy? Ooh, that's a good. that's a conspiracy I can get behind. He's always there, yeah. right? Well, I don't know how far Philly is from Glenn Olden, but that's uh, a good point. Yeah. I'm still going with it though. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't know what he sounds like, so uh, it's canon in my head. So that's all that matters, really. Right. But uh, boy, howdy. So Sandman has got has got our fire ignited. So let's bring out the fabulous ones. <laughs> Dancing Stevie Richards. Oh, man. And the Blue Meanie. You guys are big fans of the fabulous ones, right? Yeah. From my this is where business picks up, man. You talk about dance moves. Holy cow. Dancing. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of dancing per second so far yeah. in this show. Yeah. I mean, we're three minutes in, and uh, most of it's been dancing. So, and a uh, little, little, little pubis tease from Stevie Richards, too. It's taking off his Daisy Dukes. So, uh, get a little sexy. Get a little sexy here. Good. Uh, he's kind of got that, uh, he's kind of doing an HPK thing and what he does and what he looks like, huh? Yeah. Did yeah. Did you just make that correlation, too? Just. Just when uh, when our colleague here was talking about getting sexy, pubes, pubes, yeah. oh, the sexy part, yeah. uh, <laughs> right? That clicked in my mind. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was important enough to bring to the the forum here. Was it the I, super kick or the hair or the physique right. or the? Uh... Oh, the whole business. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he's he's kind of been that uh, that great value HBK for a long time. I mean, he's a little better than great value, I would say. Maybe a... Uh, Sam's Choice. Right. Okay. Sam's no, Choice right. Richards. He is, what... he is the Shasta Richards. Shasta Richards is a great name. It's not. So we get into the match. <laughs> uh, the Pitbulls come out. So we got so it's a tag team match between Stevie Richards and the Blue Meanie versus the Pitbulls, which is, of course, a team comprised of Pitbull number one and... Pitbull number two. So uh, I got to say, we were talking about Steve Richards. I, I'd i argue he might be the MVP of this entire show. I mean, he is uh, all over the place. Okay. I mean, he's look, he's kicking pit bulls out of the air. The Pitbull two comes off the top and Stevie just with a big old Stevie kick uh, hits him, hits another hits Pitbull number one with one takes Pitbull two and shoves his face and Meanie's ass. Oh yeah, there's uh, a double ass spot there. <laughs> Lots of asses. Well, they they, they turned the tables. Right. The tables have been turned because yeah. uh, eventually uh, the pit bulls shove Stevie's face in Meanie's ass. 
They give him a little uh, little doomsday device over the top rope. And then they super bomb the Blue Meanie, which is pretty impressive because Blue Meanie is a, is a large boy coming off no, the top rope. No, he's only 225. Right. I remember that. Yeah, I think Stevie was more than him, if I remember correctly, correct? Yes. Like 280 at least. Um, but yeah, so super bomb on Blue Meanie. And then uh, this is a real note I took. Stevie Richards revives Blue Meanie with CPR to his dick and then gives him mouth to mouth. Thoughts? Yeah. It works. CPR to the dick? Yeah. Oh. That, was a, that was a real thing. Yeah, that's a real thing. That happens. This. So you said Stevie is the MVP of the event and you're just going to just not pay any attention to Francine. And that's that's fine. You know, you don't need to. But I, I was wondering. I feel like Francine kind of came and went. I didn't really see her much in this match. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so this is this is I was already annoyed with this event. And mm-hmm. this match didn't really help out a lot because I started to pay more attention to Joey Styles on commentary. And. I always liked Joey on commentary. Not so much, not so much on this, this event. He did things like a guy got hit with the, what was a frying pan potentially. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, Oh, that hurt. It's like fucking perfect insight, man. That's just perfect. What was he going to say? Oh, I wonder if that was cast iron or aluminum. And then the guy in the, like, uh, you could hear the mic picking up the fan screaming. Oh my God. Yeah. See, we got to fix that. We can't have that. That shit doesn't fly for me. And then the pin. The pin was the best part of the match. Because, the, they, yeah, oh, yeah. They got the bomb on Meanie. Oh. And then the first guy gets in the missionary position on Meanie. And then the other pit bull gets behind the guy and missionary. Right? So we had just this slap ass type of a pin. That was all. I, that was the best part. Are you going to pin a guy a different way? Um, shoulders to the mat. Wait, so the second guy you're saying the second guy was like in 69 on me? No, no, like- no, 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 no. He was behind the oh, first, oh. the first pitbull. Uh-huh. So it was like pitbull missionary, second pitbull coming up behind, right? Right. Got to make sure to get that three count. Human centipede action a little bit, right? Well, I mean, no mouths, but yeah, I see where you're going. Well, it's like centipedes if, within the, uh, you know, with the, yeah. It's a centipede. Centipedes. You, you pick it up when I'm putting down, right? It's centipedal. Right. Yes. Everybody goes down for the three count, man. <laughs> of course. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, Francine, <laughs> man. I I was nice keister. Like seeing her, right? Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know if she really got involved. She was wearing a neck brace, which suggests some sort of uh I tell you what happened. Blowjob injury. (laughs) Yeah, blowjob injury. Yeah, you're actually right. You you beat me to it. Uh, No, she got a she got total eliminated uh, the previous week. uh, So uh, she's suffering uh, again. Yeah. Oh, she. We watched her get total elimination (laughs) time before. I think it's been three shows in a row where she's gotten total eliminated. So that poor poor girl. at, At what point is it just your kink? You know, I mean, that could be she gets total elimination and skaploosh, but maybe she should go back to school at that point. <laughs> I got I got a serious thing to bring up here real quick, please. All right. Kevin Rogue, you've, you've been known to be a fan of the tag team wrestling. Yes. Love it. 
ECW's got a really interesting kind of phenomenon here with their tag team matches. Hit me. They wait to be tagged in. There are no rules. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, that that's. I'm I'm assuming that's how it always was because they're tag matches. They made it work somehow. I don't know how. I was kind of wondering your take on this. So it's not traditional tag team by any sense, any stretch, which I think that I give them a pass because of the nostalgia and it was ECW and you knew what you were getting. You knew the shit was just not, it wasn't, nobody's making tags. Shit's going to fall apart. It's just the way it's going to be. Right. And I think I gave them a pass because of that. If this match was on, you know, Monday Night Raw 96, I probably would have torn it apart. If it was on Nitro in 96, I probably would have torn it apart because it is an ECW product. It kind of gets a pass. Uh, I'm saying they're making tags and they're respecting the rules of a traditional tag match. For the most part, two matches, two tag team matches, they're, for the most part, abiding. It's strange. Okay, so I, I went the other way yeah, with you it. you did not watch the show yeah. close enough, man. No, I watched the show twice. Yeah. You want to go watch it again, and we'll try this again next week? I mean, we <laughs> could put a pause on it, I guess. <laughs> Which quarter were the tag reps even on? That's, that's, a, that's a good fucking question. I didn't even see him make tags, so who knows? <laughs> I just thought I... am too busy looking at Francine, right? I just, I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd bring that up because it, it was strange to me. You would just assume that they'd be all tornado, anything goes, affairs. Well, uh, I mean, there, it is it is competition. After it starts all. I mean, out as respect the rules. Match. I mean, starts out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then devolves. Oftentimes, these these type of things tend to break down. I guess, um, but maybe if if the team of uh, Bill Alfonso and Taz were in this match, maybe it would have you know, maybe it would have been a little bit more chaotic. But speaking of which, <clears throat> so we got first of all, we got it, it's a rematch, so. Just so you know, they did this before and they were like, you know what? Let's let's run this back. Bill Alfonso <laughs> versus Todd Gordon. And uh, so Todd Gordon has Bam Bam Bigelow with him and Bill Alfonso has Taz with him. And so Todd comes out with no music because fuck him. Uh, Bill Alfonso comes out with Taz and Bam Bam just jumps Taz right after the introductions, I think before the bell even happens. So Bam Bam and Taz, they fight on the outside as Bill Alfonso and Todd Gordon just finger fuck each other on the inside. I don't know what they're doing on the inside. You can't really tell because there's one camera. So there's like the one drawback of one camera. You can't you have to like pick what you're watching and it spent more time looking at the brawl on the outside than the actual match, which is probably like for the best. I mean, but, you know thoughts on this it's too it's too it's too much for fan cam to handle it's just too much you can't you need you need, gotta pick you gotta pick and i think that he did he did a fair job because he was kind of getting uh gordon and elf in the ring right while he was also picking up taz and bam so he did a, it that was an okay job like he probably should have gotten an extra couple bucks for that but Overall, it's just too much for it's just too much going on for the for the one fan game to handle. To be fair, Bill Alfonso, he was blowing his whistle with each strike. So you could at least hear what was going on as you're watching Taz and Bam Bam go at it. Uh, scuffle. I hate that goddamn whistle. I hate the goddamn whistle. I just learned that Todd Gordon was the founder of ECW. Indeed, he is. I just learned that. Indeed, he is. Yeah. Back in 94, he uh, gave the keys to old Paul E. So I think he's pretty much just a. Uh, 
on-screen character at this point. He might have some rollback. I don't know what he does, but... Um, but yeah, so that, that's basically, if you need some backstory to this match, Todd Gordon and Bill Alfonso are fighting for, like, control of ECW because Bill represents, like, the, the uh, Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission, and he thinks he has power over Todd, and it's a whole thing. And uh, <laughs> I'm Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, stupid ass name. Um, but yeah, as as Bammers and Taz are fighting on the outside, the nerds are fighting on the inside. Uh, Todd levels Bill with a clothesline, pins him, and then Taz gets in, just punches him in the face, and then Fon- Fonzie pins him and gets the win. So Bill Alfonso gets the win in this contest. And uh, so, please. but Todd wasn't I mean, uh, I mean, outside of the fact that he's Todd, he was given some pretty good boots to Elf in the corner there. Right. He was doing that. He was doing a little off the first rope, a little lifted uh, stomp. Oh, wasn't bad. I didn't notice that. He, he had a choke. Well, apparently I didn't notice tags. So uh, and then he, he, he best the best spot in the match for me, at least he's got uh, it is Todd. He's got his foot on Elf's neck. And all of a sudden, he's screaming. He's like, Taz! 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 Yeah. Fuck it. That, that part made me chuckle. I thought that was great. And I didn't even I didn't even see the finish. I had no idea what the finish was. I was like, wait, it's, it's over That's now? That's the only thing I saw. I didn't see any of this you're talking about. <laughs> Duke, what did you see? I saw Bam Bam and... Uh... Taz going at it most of the time. Nice. Right? I would argue that was the more compelling uh, fisticuff battle is uh, Taz and Bam Bam rather than Todd Gordon and Bill Alfonso. That's just my opinion. Um, but, you know. So, and Bam Bam, just he, he just debuted in ECW, I should say. So this is really his first time. Uh, I guess he's not wrestling in this match. But he's out there in his gear and he wrestles later. So we're, we're, we're witnessing the debut of Bam Bam Bigelow here. At this yeah, show. can you believe that? Going from fucking main eventing a WrestleMania to being at the the fucking Gondol Gon Briarsville. What the fuck was it? The uh, the uh, brothel house and uh, yeah, Hershey Glendolen, Hershey Squirts, Hershey PA. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's go showing up to shoot hoops. Man, that's that's a fall. I think didn't Bam Bam play basketball? Isn't that a thing? Or did I just make that up? Wasn't he like a good basketball player? Uh, why? Uh, no, <laughs> I've never heard that shit before in my right. life. Has he ever? Has he ever played basketball? Probably, but he's not fucking Charles Barkley. No, I think he. I think he was. He did. He did a little something. Why don't you? Uh, I don't know. What, what else did you guys think about this? While I, uh, while I look up, all I can think about now is Bam Bam <laughs> playing basketball. What do you, basketball. do you think? Do those shirts and skins games with Kevin Nash let's in Tennessee? See, let's see here. We got. <laughs> No, I'm not seeing a lot of basketball here. No, he was like a um, bounty hunter or some shit. Must include basketball. Okay, yeah, nothing. I don't, <laughs> according to Google, I don't even think Bam Bam's ever. I don't think he knows what basketball is, actually. He's <laughs> never touched one, huh? There is a Bam Bam Bigelow basketball jersey, so that's something. Okay. You can work with that. That is something. Uh, it is something. But, uh, yeah, Todd Gordon, Bill Alfonso. Um, and the debut of Bam Bam. Any other any other uh, diddles on this one? <laughs> I would use a different term. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Duke's got a diddler too. He's a diddler. I got a little, little diddler. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
actually remember this conversation from last time about how we compared the dying days WCW to this ECW business. And uh, again, when a chair shot happens, he does it out of the view of the ref, and Joey Styles makes sure to make note of that. The ref didn't see it. Right? Mm. I mean, they're kind of making it work, right? <laughs> it's like there isn't really any set rules. Well, it's extreme. People, yeah, People, yeah. You know, your, your, your smart fan knows how wrestling's supposed to go, I suppose. And I guess that's one of the classic tropes of wrestling is, you know, doing shit when the the ref ain't looking but yeah it happens all all over the place here where you know you can beat a guy to death and run him over with the truck but you know you better the ropes you can't you can't fight a guy when he's in the ropes you got to break it at the five count too yeah Uh, can't just be important can't just be a lawless you know briar field uh field field house uh but yeah after after uh bill alfonso wins uh taz hits bam bam in the head with a chair no effect. Hits him in the in the gut with the chair, in the back with the chair. No effect. So Taz just says, fuck this, and he runs away. And uh, more on that later. But uh, it seems like we're getting a little uh, little Taz Bam Bam here in the future, which is like, Jesus Christ. That, that was like my one takeaway from this is like, just give me Taz versus Bam Bam. Like, why are we watching these two schmucks uh, diddle each other in the middle of the ring? But, you know. Well, I mean, let's not completely discredit their work. Why not? Because <laughs> of his, yeah, yeah, I, I forgot about that. Actually, thank you for reminding. And, me. and those those uh, first uh, first rope uh, lifting stomps there by Gordon weren't bad. I mean, altogether, I think it's shit. But you, what, what are you going to do? You're going to put Taz. You're going to give Taz and Bam Bam to the people of Glendolen, Pennsylvania. What the no. fuck do you got against Glen Glen Olden, Pennsylvania? Is it Glen Olden? I think it's Glen Olden. I hate it more now. Call it if you know what this city's called. Um, but we're not live. So we got after that. <laughs> we got a title match on our hands. We got the tag team titles on the line. The champions, the eliminators, the team of John Cronus and Perry Saturn versus Bubba Ray Dudley. And uh, what I assume was just going to be another Dudley. But right. uh, boy, howdy, did the eliminators just... Uh, I'm sure that one wouldn't happen because uh well actually first of all can you got how many how many Dudleys can you name that were out there? <laughs> Good luck. Big Dick was there, of course. He sure was. CW was there. Not CW. CW Anderson was not there. Yep, CW Anderson was also there. Sign guy Dudley. Sign guy Dudley was there. Yep. You're thinking of, you're thinking of uh, DW Dudley. Same difference, just no, a different letter. It's, yeah, and to W it's fine. Okay. C.W. Anderson doesn't dance. So, you know, splitting hairs, really. You know, the uh, How many, was a guy named Dudley Dudley there. Dudley Dudley. That is a person. He was not here. Okay. I, I did. Um, I did a deep dive. And, yeah, I was kind of surprised that uh, the Dudleys are synonymous with Bubba and Devon. And neither of them were original mm-hmm. Dudleys. So mm-hmm. uh, True. Dudley That's... Dudley, Big Dick, and some guy named Snot Dudley were the first. Correct. Snot was not here, I don't think, unless I missed him. But uh, Chubby Dudley was here, as well as uh, Dances with oh, Dudley, yeah, D.W. Dudley. But uh, Chubby and D.W. were not long for this world because uh, Chubby gets wiped out pretty much immediately by the Eliminators. 
We get a little total elimination on D.W. Dudley. And then uh, Big Dick, who has a broken leg at this point, takes his crutch and breaks it in half over one of the eliminators. <laughs> What's up? Do you have an issue? He's, he's, so, yeah, he clearly has an issue with his leg. But when I saw it at first, I looked, I did like a double take and a triple take. And then I just locked in on his leg because for a second I was like, wait a second, does he get a prosthetic? Oh. Because if he doesn't have a prosthetic, he's got the little tiniest baby ankles of any big man I've I'm ever seen. I'm gonna tell you seen. what, this guy's leg has been broken for at least a year, so oh, <laughs> maybe yeah, that's yeah. why. <laughs> I just, like, I just started laughing. Then I, I, part of me felt bad. I was like, you don't laugh at a guy with a prosthetic leg. Like, look at look at what the Texas tornado did. He was successful. What happened with the Texas tornado? I, f- I forget. Well, he killed himself because he had one leg. That's probably many of the reasons Wait, that did, compounded. Yeah. Did he did he lose a leg? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know if it's left his left or his right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I can't remember. Just uh just under the knee. Yeah, well, you don't need that part anyways, right? Yeah. Big dick doesn't though. Because uh boy howdy, like I said, he breaks the crutch over one eliminator, gives a choke slam to the other, oh, yeah. broken leg and all. And uh this this causes again back to the rules and how we're enforcing things. The referees, a bunch of referees come out and they throw big dick out of here. So no dick, no more dick for us. No chubby, no dance with just Bubba. So Bubba's out there all alone. Bubba. And uh, he needs a partner. And who who better to be his partner than the Shah of ECW? Hack Myers. Yes. I was going to say before Shah comes out. There's a move in here that I, I was hoping that Duke, he would have to remodel his place there because of the size of his boner when he saw it. Duke, do you know what move they did? And I went, oh, God, he just co- he just covered his little fucking 27-inch TV. Uh, do you got, did you write it down? Did you not who take Who did no? the maneuver? Give me a hint here. Well, it was at this point, it was the Eliminators against Bubba. So it was the Eliminators. Golly, he was too big. Your father, come on. He was blind with passion when he was watching it, so he didn't write it down. Well, they they delivered the total elimination to Hack Myers eventually. Yeah, no, this is before this is before Shaw comes Pre-shot. out. Bubba hits a nice boss man slam. Is that what you're talking about? That's not what I'm talking about. What's this big boner hold you're talking about? Man, the big boner hold. They did a dake down. They did a double dake down on Bubba. The Eliminators did a double dake down. Really? A dake down. A dake down. The fuck's a dake down? You're not familiar with the fucking dake down? No, tell me what the tell me what a dake down is. Golly. So do you remember? Probably not. Uh WCW versus NWO Revenge. I never played it, personally. This is WWF kid. WWF only. Okay. Well, well, what would they have at the time? Warzone, maybe? Mm, Probably yes. Warzone at the time. They had a character named Dake Ken. And his finishing move was essentially just a giant STL where he'd swing his leg out super high and then kaboom! There it was, STL. They, we called it the Dake Down. <laughs> and they, they performed a double Dake Down. And Dake <laughs> Ken was Duke's guy. Duke loved Dake Ken. 
he would uh, walking around the basement with a boner because he's playing with Dake Ken all night. And they do a double Dake down. And this guy doesn't even pay attention to the fact that we're seeing a double Dake down. There's just too much action going on to keep track, man. Oh, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I, we got big dick and sign guy dances That's with. That's like saying in a... No, man. Too much going on? That's like saying there's a bunch of chicks standing around and then one's topless and you didn't notice the topless one. Bullshit. You noticed the topless one. That's a good point. Double date down. Just paint, I, think, I think you painted your walls, rogue, Roguester, more than, uh, more than he did. But, you know, no gigolo on this show, so I guess you had to get your rocks off somehow. That's a good point. That's, what do you think of the... You want to just talk about Jimmy Doray for a while or no? Do who? I said, do you want to just talk about Jimmy Del Rey? For no, a I, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm okay. I'm solid for the rest of my life on Jimmy Del Rey. Actually, so yeah, we'll bring it up later. We don't have to. We'll what do you think of the Eliminators using the old LOD shoulder pads minus the spikes? They are very reminiscent. They, like even down to their tights and their. Uh, I think Perry's got a mohawk at this point, which is a little little LOD esque. So uh, I guess you know. What uh, what's the what's the phrase? Uh, flattery, f- finest form of flattery. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Hit me with it. Um, it is, uh, imitation is the finest, sincerest form of flattery. There we go. We got there. Yep. We got there. Jimmy Del Rey. Mm. tag team. Uh, eliminators. Oh yeah, they're great. They're they're a uh, man, this era of ECW is uh, it's a bit rough, and there but there are some diamonds in the rough, and the Eliminators are definitely one of those guys. They're uh. I mean, like the, the double team moves they do is so innovative. I mean, there wasn't like a ton of it in this match. I think this match again, like most of the matches on the show are pretty short. And this one was uh, no different because, uh, well, Bubba is getting double teamed for a bit. Uh, and then he hits a double suplex on both of the eliminators, which is pretty impressive. Um, double clothesline taking out everybody. But then the eliminators, the numbers game just is too much for him. They smother him. They uh, cover him. Two splashes from the top rope from both guys. And uh, in comes the Shah to the rescue to be a Bubba's tag team partner. I guess this is how it works. You can just walk up on the apron, grab the tag rope, and you're in the match. But uh, Hack gets in there, and he's, I'm telling you, this Hack Myers, he is, he is ECW's Hulk Hogan because he gets in there. Clotheslines for everybody. Double noggin knocker for uh, the Eliminators. Double apron leg drop for both of them. Undertaker eats your heart out. But then he just gets a total eliminated and then he loses. So the Eliminators win. Still champions. But a uh, maybe future success for Heck and Bubba. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah probably Unless, future success. <laughs> Unless Bubba Fuck. finds another partner of some sort of the... Right. Uh, or better, who knows? Better company or who knows? Anything like Before that. Before we move on, I got I to gotta make an announcement here. So about half mm. of the guys in that match are no longer with us. All right, oh, we got a moment of silence. Big Dick, he kicked the bucket. Ack Myers, he's gone. And John Cronus, also gone. Mm. Just three? I, I'm pretty sure the rest of the Doodleys are alive. And uh, okay. Saturn, I think he, he came close, but I think he's still kicking. Oh, he's, he's... He's living on the edge. Don't worry, there's more as the of show glory. goes on. But for now, we got three three moments okay. of silence. Well, moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, which which rotten did one of the rottens die? It's this guy. Another uh, moment of silence. 
<laughs> it is. Here we go. Well, this guy, hey. Pile it on. Fun fact. Fun fact. This guy died of a heroin overdose in a McDonald's bathroom. Where? McDonald's. Did you not hear him? Right, yeah. Location of the McDonald's. Slap nuts. Uh, we're going to go God, We're gonna go with... Do, uh, do you want to know if you've been to this McDonald's? Philadelphia? I mean, I doubt, I doubt it. Philadelphia McDonald's? Philadelphia. I, bet it was, I, I bet it's somewhere in Missouri. Hmm. Yeah, that seems like a heroiny kind of state. I think it's lower Midwest area. I'll show you a lower Midwest. But we got the Sandman versus Axel Rotten. If you had to guess how much time elapsed between the beginning of the entrances and when the match started, how much time would you guess? <clears throat> Probably four and a half minutes. What do you think, Duke? Higher or lower? You're talking from when it starts to when the bell rings? Or when to when they touch. When they touch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll go over it because Sandman really takes his time. It's ten minutes <laughs> between when Sandman started coming out and when the wrestling started, because they both have unnecessarily long entrances. Yeah. Sandman drinks two beers on his way to the ring, literally. <laughs> And then Axel just takes this sweet old time. But fun fact here, there's a Sandman 316 sign in the crowd, which is before Austin 316. I mean, I know John 316 is obviously a thing, but like in the wrestling universe, that wasn't a thing yet. So I thought that was a fun little, especially with did all the just comparisons. Sandman 316 or did it say Sandman 316 just chugged your ass or? Yeah, I didn't. I don't recall. We'll, we'll review the okay. tape. But um, gotcha. yeah, <laughs> um, but eventually the match and again, the the rules, the the regulations of Glenn Olden are prominent here because the ref takes Sandman's cane away from him. Not allowed to use that in this match until until you do. Um, I don't know. Did this this did this show just feel like extra tame to you guys? I don't even think there's any blood or anything and hardly any weapons. I was surprised at the lack of blood. And during this match, I believe the fans chanted, we want blood. Yes. And they, uh, you didn't, you didn't get it. It's a tough shit situation. I felt bad for whoever the fuck Troy is or Trent. Was it Troy or was it Trent that Sam was yelling at? I don't know. I didn't catch that. You don't know. Oh man. So when they're outside and he's fucking rearranging the guardrails and all that shit. And then he jumps back in the ring. He is yelling. I don't know if it's, I can't remember. I'm going to say it's Troy because that sounds like more of a douchebag name. Yeah. He's like, Troy, Troy, I want this there, Troy. And I was like, Whoa, what the fuck, man? You got extra guys to move around the guardrails for you. You got one fucking cameraman. He's up on Troy. Was this the moment that because there was when they like undid the guardrail, he like picks it up and throws it in the ring and he almost like knocks out a toddler behind him. Oh, <laughs> yes, that they fucked that. They had that. There was a child that was like an 18 month old child. The one person was holding. Yeah, it was um, people of Glen Olden. This is that's not the place for your kid. <laughs> an extreme championship wrestling event. Yeah, I would not. Um, not for me, not for not for me and my children's. But uh, yeah, they're fighting all over. They explore the space in this match uh, to ample amounts. There's uh, 
by the way, ECW, I love how when they use trash cans, they just use full trash cans that are being used. It's not like the clean ones that they just bought from Home Depot. That are under the, no, it's just a, there's dip spit and semen and, and like condoms. Like if there's anything that you can imagine, I'm sure, in these trash cans. And they're just hitting each other with it, dumping the trash on each other. There's like a giant stand-up fan that's like in the background. Like the Sandman just dumps it on Axel. Um, I was a big fan. I, I was gonna say, why? Why is it that there is uh, uh, guck and used condoms inside of that? Did they have a they have an orgy party at the Briarcliff Field House the night before? Well, why is the, there the why is there so many body fluids in the trash can? What do you put in your trash can? My, exactly. That's a fair point. I exactly. suppose. Yeah, but mine's not located inside the Briarcliff Field House. Well, the Briarcliff Field House is well known for uh, orgies and giant fans. So those two things specifically unrelated to what you guys are talking about. I did notice a lady in the front row, which wow, there was a lady. There is a lady in this place. Very rare. (laughs) Maybe she's just taking on the whole place. Who knows? Are you saying that (laughs) that's what it is? She's just, she's got a lot. She's got a line. Uh, Bobby Joe does the Briarcliff. I mean, there's what, like 480 (laughs) dudes and one gal here. So, I wouldn't set the record. No, unfortunately not. But man, also <laughs> the Sandman please. continues to be a revelation with his high flying moves. <laughs> I knew he was a Lucha Sandman. I knew he was a risk taker, man. But this, he jumps over the top rope and does an elbow drop. You see this? Yeah. Casually, yeah, just casually, casually like just it, sloppy as hell, but awesome to see. This guy is just on the floor. On the floor. There's no mats here. If I'm not mistaken, it was like a basketball court or something that he just landed on. No. He's, I mean, he's jumping over barricades. Like he pulls the barricade to the ring and he jumps from the ring over the barricade into the crowd onto Axel. I mean, this guy is just, uh, he's a phenomenon, the Sandman. Um, but then uh, the, the guardrail that was ripped up and thrown into the ring, that becomes the centerpiece of this match for a little bit. I think uh, Sandman. Sandman suplexes Axel onto it. Uh, he suplexes him. He like props it up in the corner and throws him into it. Axel he fights back and he like does like an arm bar on Sandman through the rails of the guardrail. Uh, at, at some point, Sandman takes a beer break in this match because he didn't drink enough during his entrance, I guess. But then Axel returns the favor later on. He drinks Sandman's beer and slaps him as he's drinking it. So. Got a lot of drama as this one uh, comes to a close here. So Sandman, he gets pissed, hits Axel several times with the cane, and then comes off the top rope with a leg drop on the cane, I guess, but is also on Axel. And that gives him the win. So Sandman gets the win here in a, a barn burner of a contest. Why are you laughing? Uh it's funny to me because so we saw Sandman probably 10 years after this, maybe. And we talk about like long intros and all that kind of stuff. And the intro, he enter Sandman, I believe played three and a half times Mm -hmm. during his intro when we saw him and he was drunk at intermission and his match did not go uh, as good as this one did so wow. i it, 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 even after it looked like he passed out in the ring after the show like he didn't move everybody like we stood around waiting for so him bad. he didn't it was so bad 
And now we're talking about him being this revelation. <laughs> and now he's this guy's he's so good. Like, no, man, he's not. He's just he was. Not. He was the man. He was the man for his time and place. But guess what? Time passed him up and he stayed in his place. You gotta get with the time, Sandman. Everybody's out there for walks, right? Drinking water. You can't still be in your your house drinking beers. You're getting get in shape, buddy boy. Well, he's still around. Which is more than we can say about half this card. Fucking insane. I have no idea who he's still walking. Good for him if he I mean, you know, but he's still making dates too. I bet. Yeah. All you gotta do is swing a cane. It's a pretty good life. That's probably how he is still walking. That's a good point. This Lucha saying he's smarter than we give him credit for. Yeah. Wasn't doing, wasn't... Is he the He is the honky tonk man of hardcore wrestling? Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you're going with that's a thought that's a thought I th- I'm, I'm more leaning towards he's a revelation than he's honky tonk personally no he's he's the honky tonk man of hardcore wrestling mm. he just needs his props he needs to show up hit his spot and he can move on to the next town when, when, when is when is he in wcw isn't he like hack or something stupid he's hack hardcore Ugh. in wcw of course he, he was in and out before we we started our season yeah yeah. Mm. yeah the glory days the glory days well the old in and out the old in and out but speaking of in and out we got a couple of guys that were in and out of the world wrestling federation we got two wrestlemania main eventers in this next match believe it or not cactus jack versus bam bam bigelow and uh so bam bam just left wwf to come to ECW and Cactus Jack is uh, in the midst of going to WWF. There's already, they're already doing the vignettes on mankind and stuff like that. So they're kind of ships passing in the night here. So, and Cactus, he just faced Dean Douglas the, uh, the week before who also just came back to ECW. So they're kind of like a WWF versus ECW thing a little bit there, but Bam Bam's first match here against uh, Cactus Jack, who has a, Join the new generation T-shirt, which is fun, and he's a uh, build from Stamford, Connecticut, which is uh, is awesome. cheeky. It's cheeky. It's yeah. awesome. Say so he weighs three hundred sixty-eight pounds. <laughs> Just a it's great of the Giants. Man. Great dig. He's like fifty pounds less than they say Bam is. <laughs> like a blue blue meanie uh, Studley Steve type of situation. You know. Oh, they're back. No, so they're losing. Mick Cactus, but they're gaining the franchisler and Bam Bam in that process. Would you trade one Mick Foley for a Douglas and a Bam? That's a pretty fair trade, but uh, Foley's I mean, an all timer, man. And Mick McFoley went to you know be, be a huge deal. So I mean, I think it made sense. But like in the time, yeah, I'm wondering if that would make any sense i mean shane and bam bam are both super talented in their own ways and cactus jack i mean it's funny you probably you might even think at, at this point that cactus jack is like at the end of his career but he's still got a long way to go right. so yeah i mean i probably would have gone with bam bam and shane personally if i was in this moment what about you guys in this moment it seems like a great value for sure yeah. but i mean it's crazy how, how fast shit happened back back then, right? 
Mm-hmm. So, like, a couple months after this, he debuts at WrestleMania 12. And then within, what is it? Within a couple of years, he's flying off of the Hell in the Cell. That was 98. This is 96. It's all happened. Hell of a time to be a wrestling fan, even though it's not quite as good as we remember it, a lot of it. Right. No, it's true. <laughs> but, yeah, to answer your question, it's, it's, it's a great, yeah, you couldn't have foreseen Mick being, you know, the the, no. the huge all-timer that he is. But Especially with, with how Dean Douglas panned out. You got to be thinking like, man, it's just dead in the water if you go to WWF, but it worked out for him. It worked out for him. But uh, yeah, so Jack, Cactus Jack, he's a part of Raven's Flock or Nest or whatever it's called in ECW. And of course, Studley Steve and Blue Meanie are with them. So they're all out there. And uh, what better way to debut Bam Bam in his first match than more dancing? (laughs) So we got... Richards cuts a promo. I, I didn't really catch much what he said, but he's basically like, Cactus, you're going to WWF. You better start dancing and juking and jiving if you're going to go there. So they all like dance. They're like teaching him how to dance. And Bam Bam has, is having none of this. He takes out both of the fabulous ones. And then uh, Cactus Jack hits him with the double arm DDT. And then Bam Bam comes back with a lariat for the win. So this is like a three minute <laughs> match. I think like two and a half of it was dancing. The match is is nothing, but I mean, the fabulous ones, they attack after they all gang up on Bam Bam, them and Cactus do. Uh, Stevie kicked a Bam Bam right to the chops, but he no sells it. He takes out all of them. He takes out Jack and Meanie and Stevie, but then in comes Taz, the uh, what do they call him? Not the they called him the suplex machine. The one man crime spree. Taz comes out and he uh, ends up choking out Bam Bam. So he has him on the ground. He's choking him out. A, a calvary of jobbers run out to try to make the save, but uh, they all just get double arm DDT by Cactus, one after the other, and then Bam Bam is left laying. So setting up a future match between those two, I guess. So I guess all in all, it was an effective little segment here. I thought. Yeah, and I think that you're probably not going to get anything crazy from Cactus at this point, knowing that he's going to the Federation. Right. You know, what I mean? I'm guessing they probably put some type of guidelines on what he could and couldn't do while he was there because they got an investment to take care of. So it, yeah. it wasn't, it's one of those things where you like, you think about what did they pay each guy for that? You know, for that night, for that spot, like what, what, and why did they put so much money into something that's a throwaway, throwaway piece? So I, don't know, mm-hmm. I think about that. I thought the best part was that, I think it's great when the fabulous ones are doing the the flare strut dance move, and with Mick, the three guys synchronized. It was it was a treat. It's pretty good. It was a treat. Pretty good strutting. Right. Maybe I'll have to incorporate it. I also like how what? just your life. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> incorporate it into what? Just your daily life? Yeah. More strutting. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I'll start strutting around saying that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> It's an option. Yeah, I've seen you whip that uh, a very similar strut out. Yeah, I, I do strutting sometimes. And, uh, he tends to strut every now and then. What do you want to do? What a strut! <laughs> what was oh? What was the movie? The end of that? It was a John Travolta movie. The very last line is like, "What are you going to do now?" And he's like, "I'm going to strut." And he walks. Oh fuck my ass! I can't think of it. Saturday Night Fever. I, tell I think it is One. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. 
Never, never caught that one. Sorry, fellas. You've never played WCW and WO Revenge. <laughs> You've never watched Saturday Night Fever, man. What do you do in your free time? I fucking just beat my meat and watch ECW from 96. It's pretty much all I do. Gotcha. All right. Just a constant cycle. Okay. <laughs> not, not even cycles. Sometimes it's just collinear. Right. You know? Yeah, well, you got to live your life. You do. You do. Well, after that, we get a little more uh, traditional wrestling, I suppose. We got Sabu versus Two Cold Scorpio. And uh, so these guys faced off at the last show that I covered, and they went to a 30-minute draw. And um, this is very similar here. So I don't know. What what were your guys' thoughts? Because um, I'd like to hear what you guys, I mean, just coming into this cold, what were your guys' thoughts on this whole deal? I thought this ought to be kick-ass, right? Yeah. You got two cold Scorpio, Sabu. Both of them are high-flying guys. Both of them got a lot that they bring to the table. And we got the TV title on the line. I, would, I had high hopes for this one. This one looked real good to me. So uh, two cold Scorpio doesn't need to have a mic. Actually, nobody, like, I couldn't really understand any of the promos that were happening. I guess that goes along with not having it piped in. Yeah. You know, just all going from a, a he said something about uh, 92 he, like, laid his belt down. He laid his belt down. He's like, "Hey, you, you want this bitch, or do you? Well, you gonna have to fight for it." I was like, "Yeah, that's why we're here." Right? Score? Right. Like, I don't know. Oh, they scheduled the match. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering what the what this thing was that Sabu does. Yeah. The mm-hmm. point to the ceiling. It's a fucking distraction. It's brilliant. What is it now? <laughs> you're, you're very confident <laughs> about that, man. Who, who, who told you that? I watched the match. She's goddamn right. I watched the He's pointing up. Fucking Scorpio looks up. He clocks him. I'm like, oh my God, that makes sense. So you're telling me that all the years and all the hours I've watched Sabu, that this whole thing, right, that's a distraction. That's all it is. It's just the distraction piece. Yeah, man. If if you're right, which I don't don't know that you are because I haven't researched myself and I don't trust your research right now, if this truly is just a distraction, you're goddamn right. It's fucking genius. <laughs> it was it's so distracting that you didn't even see the distraction. It's almost like the what's that on your shirt move. Right. That's exactly similar. what it is. Because I think he did that in the beginning of the match, right? Because he like did this and then he like dove at Scorpio's ankles. Yeah, and, like, Scorpio looked. Yeah. Dumb idiot. Hey, it's too if, cold. If that's accurate, man. <laughs> just put it together man it's, there's a there's a giant there's a giant new appreciation for pointing up <laughs> <laughs> the crowd's oh. really giving it to the future flash funk in this one they're yelling all sorts of shit at him they're they're they, i think the crowd thinks he's overweight because <laughs> there's a um oh who's the guy i forgot the, they, they're chanting some guy's name SD SD Jones, okay. right? Oh. Isn't he like a like a rotund fella? I don't actually know who that is. SD Jones, I assume he is. Yeah, he quickest match in WrestleMania history at WrestleMania one. One, yeah. Okay. So he's he's not big, but he's like a, a little he's a little husky, maybe a little uh, beefy. Uh, perhaps. He's, so, he's got he's got some thickness to him. He's got a little girth. He's he's similar to two cold or too cold here, so I, I could see the uh, resemblance. Uh, the cameraman at one point. 
um fuck what does he say i noted it down somewhere he's like yeah sapu get him that fat piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) joey styles even like chuckled on commentary um but yeah this match so i could tell by the pace in the beginning that we were going to get another draw (laughs) i don't know was it 15 minutes 20 minutes i don't really know i don't think they ever said but it's 20 is it 20 okay and i think i'm pretty sure it's a legit 22 Right. Yeah. yeah, of course. And they like called five minutes, like five minutes into the match. I was like, why are you going to do that? If I guess maybe no other match so far has lasted five minutes. So maybe that's what they do. Um, but uh, yeah, so Scorpio, I mean, it's pretty slow in the beginning, but then Sabu breaks out a table. Eventually he, uh, he like bridges it. Well, first of all, he does like a tope on the Scorpio tries to knock him through the table, but they just like bounce off of it, which looked brutal. Uh, and Sabu like bridges the table in between the ring and the guardrail, which ends up uh, Sabu ends up cross bodying Scorpio through that table. So a lot, a lot of action here towards the ending stretch. Anything in particular about this match? Catch your guys' eye. I, I think you nailed it. Like you could tell right away because that was the they went to draw last time we watched him, I believe. Um, so it just it just doesn't mm-hmm. the pacing of the match, knowing who you're watching kind of lended you to believe that it was going to be a longer match and that you were definitely most likely heading for a draw. Uh, when you talk about the tables and stuff like that, I, I always wonder, like you can splash a guy right through a table off the second rope, off the top rope, whatever it is, or you could do a somersault through it, anything like that. But a somersault doesn't give you any more impact, does it? I think centrifugal force. I knew you were going to fucking uh, say centrifugal force. <laughs> Tell me what centrifugal force is. It's like force, but centrifugal. With centrifuge? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. You know, center of mass, he's a you know, bulky boy, you know, bottom heavy, okay. etc. Gotcha. It all makes sense. Gotcha. It all makes sense. Have you guys seen a lot of Sabu's matches? Yeah. Yes. Does he always wrestle from behind? Uh, so, I don't... That's a hard... Seen- I haven't seen too many of them, but it seems like everyone I've seen, like, it kind of, I get it, people, guys work their match, right? But mm-hmm. So, Sabu's like the most glorious spot monkey in history, and it probably does feel like he is working from behind a lot, but it pretty much he's just moving to his next big spot, or, you know, working mm-hmm. into it. So, I don't know if he's necessarily, I can see how it would look like he's behind, because you don't really see a lot of you know, Sabu rest holds or Sabu, you know, giving kicks to a guy in the corner or anything like that. He's pretty much just setting up his next springboard, his next table, is anything like that. So it's, he's a hard wrestler to say he's, you know, he's always, he's always working from behind. Cause I don't know that that's, I don't know that's true. If that, I don't know if that makes sense to you or not, Duke. Yeah. I mean, well, Scorpio dominated the match, except for the big spots that Sabu hit. And Sabu hit probably 15 big spots, you know. But in between, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I used to have the Sabu. I think I still do have a, a Sabu figure wearing that gear. Uh, I do. Really? You got him up there? Right there. Somewhere up there. I like how. Oh, yeah, he actually does stick out. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Joey Styles says that Sabu makes Evil Knievel look like a wussy. 
Uh, which is Joey fucked Styles up. Joey losing his mind. Yeah, because yeah. Evil Knievel gets all the chicks. Does he? Evil Knievel. It's all of them. I guess. I guess. This was but, kind of uh, a fun... I, like, I kind of figured it'd be a draw as well, right? Uh, when they were... Mm-hmm. Especially when they kept coming in with the... Two minutes left. You know? Whatever. Yeah. But... The last... um. Like last like five minutes of this match, I thought were like really it was like constant action pretty much. And I, I was worried in the beginning that this was going to be a slog of a match, but it ended up being like pretty fun. I thought too. Have you ever seen a um, slog Sabu match? He faced Curtis Hughes at fuck. I forget the shit. I, I just covered it recently. Okay. Uh, don't watch that one. I think it's um, <laughs> Big Apple Blizzard Blast. 1996 Sabu versus Curtis Hughes. So if you ever want a uh, a, a slog of a Sabu match, that's the one. Go give her a, go give her a check out. Uh, Mr. Hughes. Yes, yes, Mr. Hughes. You wearing his sunglasses the, uh, the whole time? No, he sure was. Yes, he absolutely was. My never man. fell off. He's so just good. Never fell off. Suspenders just looking sharp. Yeah. Suspenders also stayed intact, which is very rare, I find, with suspenders wrestlers. So. Him and IRS, they yeah. knew how to do it. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. It's such, it's just, it's such a cool mix between like Cyclope and IRS. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Scorpio, there's like a lot of moves towards the end. So Sabu hits the air Sabu, which is like he runs up the chair and does like a running or flying leg drop, I guess, in the corner. And then Arabian Moonsault for a two count. And then Scorpio hits a tombstone, like a like a pile he's like going for a pile driver then he just drops to his knees it looked like he almost broke his fucking neck and that is not how he broke did he break Taz's neck that way possibly okay possibly i'm with you on that one um moonsaults from scorpio uh this is like a constant thing with scorpio in his matches that i've seen recently he loves to hit big moves and not pin the guy (laughs) and then suggest that he's gonna go up top 450 and then do anything but that. <laughs> which awesome. It so pisses good. me. Off. It's, it's right up my to. dick hole. Yeah, I know it's up. I think it's we amazing. talked about this last yeah. time, but he's still doing it. It's awesome. I think he had a match. He had a match with Mikey Whipwreck. I think when we talked about him, right? Maybe. Yes. Perhaps. Yep. Um, it was very. It's a very similar match here because he's he's hitting with pile drivers. Uh, Scorpio hits a power bomb on Sapu and he doesn't pin on me. It hits him with a a top rope one eighty knee drop and no pin, and then he. Um, two minutes left is is the call from the ring announcer, and there's no urgency from Too Cold. He's just he's just lollygagging along, not pinning him. He uh, and he's he's he just had a draw against Sabu the previous week, so you'd think he'd learn by now, but he has not. So he hits Sabu with another tombstone, goes to the top, hits the 450, doesn't fucking pin Sabu. Goes to the ref, just says, "Hey, just fucking." Talks to the ref for a little bit, goes back, walks over, and then he pins Sabu, and that's a two count, naturally. Um, then uh, time runs out, eventually. I think Sabu like, starts to fight back, but then they just both collapse, and time limit draw. So and then there's a, a what's a waste chant from the crowd, which is a unique one. Yeah. I never heard that one. And then, uh, yeah, Scorpio goes to shake Sabu's hand, but does the old fake out of Ruski and hits him with a clothesline, and... And they brawl to the back. So, uh, 
two things. One, I got to correct myself. I said Mr. Hughes is a cool cross between IRS and Cyclope. I meant Super Colo. I would I'd never. I mean, you got to give Super Colo this just to search when you can. Mm. Other thing, do you know what? So if they're wrestling two time limit draws, does that at any point, I don't remember the blow off of this. Does it become a thing where it's like, I, I could beat you. It's just the fact that you can't beat me within the time limit. Does it evolve mm. into that? Because if it evolves into that, I'm all for this. If it doesn't, then I'm, I do kind of question the, the direction. I could get behind that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I was, I can't remember if two Colts ever beat Sabu before. Okay. I think that he might have. So if that were the case, that would actually make sense mm-hmm. because they'd be like, Oh, Sabu. No, I'm going to make you wrestle until you beat me. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I was I was wondering what he was waiting for, really. I mean, it was it was cute the first five times or so when he could have went for a pin, but he just he just wasn't uh, every fucking match, man. It was, every match he's in. It was strange, but it's working for him. He's a champion. So, I mean, what? who the fuck am I? You know? Yeah, that's a good point. You're, you are not the ECW television champion. That's for sure. He keeps the belt. Um, that's the most important thing. Accurate. I guess at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Uh, but speaking of champions, we got a we got a main event on our hands. We got the ECW World Title on the line. The champion Raven versus Shane Douglas, and uh, of course Raven has the fabulous ones with him. But he also has Kimono Wanalea <laughs> out there. His uh, his main squeeze, I guess. She's yeah! out there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> rubbing her snooter all over Raven. And then... Oh man, I was, I was, I figured that she was uh, going to be preparing for liftoff in the corner over there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, uh, she is uh, no. one ripe tomato. Fluffing Raven up before the pro, uh, for, before the match. So, yeah. I guess you got to do what you got to do. He's the champion for a reason. So this can't uh, be a Joey Styles original. Sorry to cut you off, but this is a great line he says right away. I'm going to use this. Like I said, this can't be an original because it's too good. So she's not the kind of gal you want to bring home to your mother. It's the kind of gal that you want to bring home to your father when your mother's out of town. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Who hooks their dad up with tail? Who's like, hey, dad, I know mom's out of town. I just want to, I want to, you're probably ready for a tang break. Let me introduce you to Kimono Wanalea. (laughs) What are you thinking about some father son bonding activities, man? What the fuck's going on? I said it's a great line, man. I didn't think of it. You said you were going to use it. I would not use that. I would definitely steer clear of ever saying that again beyond this podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to try it out. I'll, See how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, give see, her a whirl. See what your lady says <laughs> when you bring her over to your old man's place. <laughs> He's like, hey, dad. a little bit, a little bit of cuck, a little bit of incest, a little bit, uh, I don't know, healthy dollop. It's a potpourri. Of... Hey, there'll be dollops. <laughs> <laughs> well. Still hey, a good man, line. I, hey, families bond in different ways. I get it. I just uh, that thought never crossed my mind. <laughs> I'm not going to judge the Bags family. Not me. <laughs> not me. Appreciate that. Me? Not me. Not me. Keep your hate to yourself, you dicks. I will. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> well, 
Speaking of dicks, we got Shane Douglas here. Uh, how do we feel about uh, how do we feel about babyface Shane Douglas? I'm for Shane Douglas, no matter what he's doing. Are you? I am. I am. Uh, I don't like so pink tight. Pink tight Douglas. Not a fan. Don't go with. Don't go with the orange. It's it's just his tights, though, man. It's just his tights. You turn your Did back. You not have orange tights here. You turn in your back on the Dougler. We were just reviewing a five star classic on our show last week, and you told me it sucked because the guys were wearing the same colors. I, I hate when they wear the same colors. It's unacceptable. Yeah, you also went on a tirade last time about a ref wearing windbreaker pants. So, like, let's not. <laughs> so, so refs shouldn't wear stones. windbreaker pants. So you're We're, selective I, I, with your outrage. I actually kept an eye out for that in this show. So I didn't think I, 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 don't I, was, think I saw it. I was ready. <laughs> I was ready. I was like, if this motherfucker's wearing windbreakers again, <laughs> never coming on this show again. I'm turning oh it off, God. and I'm I'm just going with the flow and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, you don't like yeah, Shane so- Douglas? Don't don't you move on yet? You mm-hmm. don't like Shane Douglas? Is that what I'm understanding? For me? Yeah. He's fine. I don't know. I it, looking at the roster at this point, he's he's probably one of the better guys on the roster. Uh, it, it just screams bootleg Ric Flair to me whenever I see him. Like he's like pretty good, but not quite as good. Like I'm still a little. I, I'm I'm fresh off of watching his Dean Douglas run as well. So at the moment, I'm a little sour on him. So I don't know. Maybe once I get into the later ECW with what is it the triple threat. Or yeah, whatever his, yeah, his yeah, group is, yeah. maybe maybe that'll be a little better. I mean, this match, I mean, this match wasn't bad, so I'm not super hating on him, but uh, he's a bit of a cheese dick at, at times. But teach their own, teach their own. There's kind of a weird spot. Uh, this is about two, three minutes after the bell rings. Did you notice when the guy just kind of focused the camera on the on the Douglar's ass for like an uncomfortable <laughs> amount of time? It was like ten seconds, just zoomed in on the franchise's ass. Or is that just me? Well, he's, I thought it was. It was. Didn't he do some camera work on uh, Kimono? Yeah, he had to balance it out. Right. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because their demographic is probably split 50-50. <laughs> exactly. See, you understand. You don't know what Hack Guy's tendencies are. Right. You don't know what side of the track he is, or if he's on the track. You know. Right. As much as I don't like hearing. Like I like the Dougler. He's good. He's a staple of our show. As much as I don't like hearing him talk. He usually has some funny shit to say. He does. So that is a fair point. He makes a couple of cheap, you know, cheap jabs that Kimono want to lay. Uh, uh, I'll take a cheap jab at her. You know, yeah. Oh, she's not cheap. She's high dollar. I didn't realize that. Yeah, because Raven looks like he's just got fat stacks of Oprah scratch. He's ready to dole out to everybody. He's the he's the ECW World Champion. Oh. I mean, extra ten, come on. extra ten bucks. Exactly. <laughs> you like when the French tells uh, Vince McMahon to suck his ass? Yeah, that was hilarious. I love it because that's yeah. a that's a line I use at home. <laughs> big, big, big ass sucker. This Kevin Rogan, as we all know. <clears throat> Whoa! What? <laughs> but, you, know, <laughs> you know who also probably sucks ass? Brian Pillman, because he he walks out here during this match. The match gets underway. Shane Douglas, I mean, first of all, he's planches, he's planches over the top. He's stalling suplexes. He's playing to the crowd. 
So it's very kind of weird to see him just like the fiery baby face Shane Douglas. And then out comes Brian Pillman, who just debuted at the previous show. And uh, Pillman and Shane Douglas at that show had a little scuffle because I don't know if you guys are familiar with Pillman's debut in ECW. He like ripped a fan over the barricade, tried to stab him in the face with a fork. And then Shane Douglas is like, hey, we don't like stabbing fans with forks in the face. So he's like, hey, get out of here. So they had like a whole thing. So uh, that's continuing here as Pillman comes out to uh, try to distract Shane Douglas with a camera. So he has like a camera around his neck, like a big ass camera. A press pass, I guess. I guess I don't know if he's like posing as like a camera guy or what, what the deal is here. But at one point, Shane Douglas has a pin in the ring. He hits Raven with like a drop toe hold onto a chair. He pins Raven and then Brian Pillman starts taking pictures of him. And I guess the flash of the camera is supposed to blind him and get him off. the. I think that was the idea. Yeah. It didn't seem like that's what happened, but that's what Joey Styles was trying to put over. I think uh, what you guys think of that little 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 ditty. I, you know, if he's got a press pass, you got to let him, you got to let him, because I think as far as I could tell, he was the only member of the press there to cover the event and you want some press, right? Yeah. So it's a good call. Actually, the camera itself. I mean, I think Harvey Whippleman had a better camera at uh, King of the ring and <laughs> 95, but that's, that's just me. Uh, I thought it was, if they're, they're building the storyline, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. But the mm-hmm. same, at the same time, I'm like, man, this is a championship match. And Pillman's bullshit at this time kind of worth it on me. So that part of it, I was like, eh, not really. Not really. Into- really at this point? Yeah. He worth it on me real, real quick. So That's fair. Yeah, towards the end of his WCW run, I was kind of, I was kind of tapping out on him. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what he's known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think it's for the character, sure. But there is still like within the character itself, it seems like he doesn't always know where he's going with it. So, and it's loose cannon. I get it. But at the same time, like there mm-hmm. has to be, there there has to be walls somewhere in the room. Yeah. I, I said this on my last UCW episode when Pillman went on that tirade in his debut. It's like, cause nowadays we see all these like, you know, quote unquote pipe bombs, like what's like MJF or CM Punk or whatever. When I, when I hear Brian Pillman cut promos in this era, it's like a less coherent version of that. It's like more vulgar, less coherent version of like an MJF or whatever the hell. So right. I can definitely see that. He's yeah, like he, but he's a loose cannon though. I don't know if you ever. I don't know if you heard Brian Pillman. He's kind of a loose cannon. Yeah, I, so. I think I read that in the PWI. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. Um, but the match is it's, it's a solid match. I mean, it's nothing to uh, you know light my asshole on fire, but I mean it, it got it a little warm. I would say. Uh, there's chairs involved. So I guess now we can use weapons, you know, earlier in the Sandman match, we can't use canes, but now we can use chairs because there's DDTs on the chairs all throughout this match. Um, you like how franchise, uh, bent her over and spanked her. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't complaining. The, all 487 people in the, uh, Briarfield field club. They, they loved it. <laughs> they absolutely were in pure jubilation when he did that. Yeah. Um, I got, I got to mention too, this has always been a soft spot for me. He got him up in a Lenny lane, like suplex. Yes. For about 20 seconds. It was it was a good Lenny Lane. That's it was sure. it was decent. Lenny Lane's was longer, right? Yeah. Maybe he was having an off day, but still solid. Had him had him erect for twenty seconds. We'll never see anybody hold anybody else erect for as long as Lenny Lane can be erect. We never will. I don't know if you. I don't know if we told you this last time. We saw Lenny Lane. I don't know 
how many years? It's probably 20 years ago uh, at an indie event. And he was facing a wrestler by the name of the suntan Superman, Cody O'Neill. And mm. Lenny Lane held him up. I think I think we got up to like 54 seconds or something like that. <laughs> we were like counting just, for him. And it was on the wow. second rope, too. It was super impressive. Just doing research on this Lenny Lenny Lane character. It looks like a... You don't uh, know Lenny like Lane? A, no, I don't know Lenny. You guys are 87 years old. I don't know who these people are. You're, you're fucking John Travolta and whatever the hell. Um, how do you not know who Lenny fucking Lane is? <laughs> Okay, how how don't I know? Right, let's 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 look at his wiki. Yeah. Let's see what I should know. Yeah, wick him Lenny up, bitch. Lane. Yeah, he's all. Oh yeah, he hasn't done anything since two thousand. Um, I guess spare, spare like indie appearances sparingly. Uh, world championship ninety seven to two thousand. Okay, all right. So he was there. <laughs> let's see. You know, uh, he did. He was a jobber. Okay, fair. Mentioned anything he, about a suplex? The, yeah, did they mention a suplex against <laughs> the suntan Superman? I don't know. Whoa, he's got some championships to his name. No, uh, no suntan Superman here. But I'll dive deeper into his catalog after this. He's part I'll, of a uh, civil partnership with Lodi for a little bit, I think. Yep, yeah, that thing going on mm. for him. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm sure our host doesn't know who Lodi is. <laughs> no, of course I do. But anyways, um... <laughs> <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> we'll talk about something you're into. Uh, Happy Meals are awesome. <laughs> I love Happy Meals. <laughs> What's your guys' go-to order at Mickey D's? I'll tell you who Blue Meanie probably orders a lot because, uh, man, this the Meanie salt from Blue Meanie here. First of all, everybody just starts getting involved. I mean, Meanie, Stevie, Studley Steve, Dancing Stevie, uh, Kimona's in there somewhere getting spanked. Cactus get out Cactus. there again? Yeah. yeah, he did. Sure did. But he gets a double arm DDT teed pretty immediately. Um, it's, it's just like a fucking 2006 TNA show ending here. I mean, everybody's getting involved. We got Stevie in there with a Stevie kick to Shane Douglas. And that eventually leads to uh, the even flow DDT from Raven. And uh, that gives Raven the win. So he retains the ECW championship and uh, a little, little post-match post shenanigans as well. But as far as the match itself, what do you guys think of this one? I, th I thought it was pretty good, man. Just like revisiting this ECW thing, though, it is it is fascinating to me how they uh, they still use, like I mentioned earlier, they still use your classic like rules tropes, even though there aren't really rules. Yeah, the ref bump. There's a ref bump in this one. What's the For point no of a ref bump? Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. I know. I'm with you. I I could have used less bullshit. Like if if all the surrounding bullshit around it was just uh, the Douglar spanking Kimona, I'm in. But with everybody being out there, like I just I hate it, especially when it's the main event, the championship match. It should mean something. You should be focusing on what's going on in the ring. And the more mm. shit you take from outside of the ring and put it in the ring, pulls away from what's going on in the ring. So that part of it. I, I don't much care for, but I'm a big Raven fan and I'm a big Douglar fan. So I'm, I'm always going to be happy seeing those two in the ring. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, in the ECW title matches that I've seen <laughs> since I've been reviewing this product, I mean, this is one of the better ones. I mean, we get 
there's a lot of bumbling Sandman and stupid, you know, Cactus Jack matches like in the past. So, I mean, this was like a pretty as close to a traditional wrestling match as you're going to get probably in this era. So I enjoyed it for what it was. And with all the people getting involved, I guess that's we're kind of building like a, some faction warfare of sorts. I don't know, because Sandman comes back out. Oh, that's right. The as, um, bullshit. So the fabulous ones, they're they're wishboning the Douglar to death. They're just spreading his legs until he <laughs> until it splits. Sandman comes out, a uh, former foe of the Douglar. He uh, wipes out everybody with his kendo stick, saves Shane Douglas, and then uh, Douglas ends up cutting a promo. Very, very long-winded. They took their time with this. It, it was uh, very drawn out, but it's basically the long and short of it is that Douglas is like, hey, we've been through a lot, but we need to take out Raven. And then once we take hit, once we take him out, once we get the title off of him, then we'll fight for the title. But they took like 15 minutes to get that across. So when to begin it, too, he was like, I who's got a beer? And it takes so long for them to get him a goddamn beer. He's just like, yelling, I need a beer. Where's a beer? Give me a beer. And then he's like, well, and then he's just like, will you drink this beer with me and be my friend against Raven and his friends? Because we need to be friends. And then once we're friends and we get rid of those friends, then you and I can you and I will have issues then but not until we get rid of those guys because we're going to be friends. Now, will you drink this beer with me? And he doesn't react for shit. And he's like, um, well, like I was saying, we need to be friends <laughs> because they're friends. They have more friends than us because it's just if I it's just me, it's, I'm one and it's just you. It's your one. But they have like four because four is more than one. But if we have two but four is more than two. Will you drink this beer with me? It's like, God damn it, man. Sandman's not a math guy. So I think he was kind of digesting the, the equation, the math. Yeah. And yeah, the <laughs> equation. Yeah. Putting it together in his head. And then, you know, like you said, Shane's like, let me put it in it. Let me put it into terms that you can understand. He, we'll have beers together and then we'll fight together. But they can only find one beer. Right. So Shane gives it to him. Sandman pretty much chugs the whole thing. And Shane's like, hey, wait, look. Let me have some. And then he gets it. And he's like, ah, he drinks a little bit. And then they, then the show ends. Some so. friend. One thing I, <laughs> one thing I don't much care for about the, the Franchular, um, he talks too much, right? He's got a couple good things to say, but he just keeps talking. We see this in the dying days of WCW and this, he, he's got the goddamn microphone for like 15 minutes after the match is done. Now I don't blame him on that. All right. I'm guessing they probably stopped selling beers at intermission. They probably had them locked up and away, right? So he had to buy time for them to get the prop, right? Because you need the prop. The prop's important. <laughs> okay. The prop is important here. So uh, he's got to he's got to draw it out and draw it out. Now, with that said, no, not his best work, but he was thinking on his toes, right? He needed to draw that out. I, more than anything, I probably blame goddamn Sandman. He drank 37 beers in the back, and then he drank two on the way to his match. He went back after his match, probably drank another 37. I doubt Sandman understood that the Douglar was even talking to him at that point. Mm. So I, think, it, yeah, I think he just wandered out there because he was looking for some action. <laughs> <laughs> he was very fixated on the crowd the entire show. Like, like you, you only have to work the crowd so much, Sandman. But he's like, yeah, like he's like trying to scope out for something. But 
any of those, one. Those, those orgy members left over from last night. <laughs> the one, one, there's one. <laughs> Look, Sandman strikes me as a guy, as a guy that'll, uh, he'll take some sloppy fourths or whatever, you know? So he's a keeper. Does not guy. discriminate. No. Yeah. By the way, I just, rem- I, rem- I just remembered why I don't like Shane Douglas is uh, because of his TNA run. Because when he was a backstage announcer, it would, it would like, you know, it'd be a match on the screen and they would cut back to him. He's interviewing somebody. He'd be like, oh, so we got this guy here. And he's just like so <laughs> animated. <remember> that. <laughs> he's he, like he talks too much. He tried too hard to get himself over. And I think it just maybe that's what wore me down on on the Franchler. But it is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, that's that's. That's just another night, guys, right? Just another night. Oh, yeah. That was my other big gripe about this. How in the world do you call your event just another night? <laughs> what the fuck makes it feel special when you say it's just... And I know that he tries to pawn it off on commentary. Joey Styles does by going, mm-hmm. well, because just another night in ECW is better than any night in any of the other... Co- Bullshit. Do you see the way your product is presented, you fucking asshole? You got one camera. One Ah, camera. One announce guy. One ah, announce guy. Look at the ring. The ring is the most glorious piece of indie work I've seen in a long time. And look at the crowd. And you're saying, this is better than anything. Yep, probably was, right? Look at that against fucking Raw. Any Raw 96. Nitro mm-hmm. in 96. You're telling me this shit is better? Shit, rip my dick off and beat me to death with it. You are wrong. Um, I'm trying to, I mean, it's not that worse, I don't think, than Nitro and Raw are at this point. Based on presentation alone, yes, it is. And then when you presentation, get, sure. When you get I mean, they got matches, they, you're out of your mind. You're the, no, I, I would say the, the content. The, yeah, I, 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 I'm a cheapster. Quite, no, quite no sure. on, the, on the cheech. So here's what I'm thinking, huh? right? <laughs> so we went to see the Sandman, right? Like 10 years yeah, ago, drunk sure as a skunk. Uh, right. You can buy tape from that. It's that not good. That might be closer to twenty years ago. Well, whatever it is, you can you right. can you can buy the recording from that show. Yes, just like this. Hmm. It wasn't a professionally made thing, so I'm not. I I wanted to ask you guys if this thing was actually put through a production machine. How how much better you think it would be? Because there's some actual marquee matchups here. You know, last couple of matches, shitloads of interference, sure, but I mean that chaos is what ECW was about. It kind of—I don't know—is WCW taking this whole bullshit from ECW? I don't. It, it is very similar how they all fall apart at the end. That's what I was saying during the beginning, man. The dying days of WCW seem to have taken cue from 1996 ECW. Seems like it, but yeah. Do you do you th- do you think you would have enjoyed it a lot more if it was if they had another camera guy? If the production value was was higher, I think yeah, I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think? Because what was the show we covered? House Party, right? Yeah. This was the last one we watched. Do you think that production was significantly better than this one? Yes. Yes, I do. Interesting, because they had they, they had a hard cam. Yep. But it was also a little bit. I would say it was more poorly lit that one it was Whereas this one i mean they, they just don't have a lot they happen to have house lights whatever it was but i thought it was like visually easier to watch this show 
than some other of the shows that they've done personally. I don't know. You get your you get in the like you can get in the ring, you can see, you know, Kimona's crevices and you can see Stevie's crevices. Whatever he's got going on, yeah. crevices and his donger and all that stuff. So there's pros and cons, but uh, they would dogs, figure it out really. eventually. Right. Speaking of pros, speaking of dongs, we got two dongs, two pros right here. <laughs> Thank you guys once again for uh, hopping on the program and uh, talking some ECW once again. Where can everybody find you guys and listen to you guys? So uh, we are under the Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast banner. You can look up Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook. On uh, Twitter, we also are at uh, Year of Pod, and you can also find us on the Shining Wizards Network. Yeah, we're currently trekking through the dying days of WCW. It's a never, it's a never-ending death march. That's um, <laughs> what it feels like. I think we got five, six shows left. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, the shows Halloween Havoc, right? Was your last one? Halloween Havoc, yeah, that one just came out. Yeah, yeah they've not been scoring high marks. These shows, no, <laughs> sucker, no. It's like they, it's like they were going and like analyzing pieces of the Death Star after the Rebels blew it up. <laughs> we're like, I think this, there's still something here that'll work in this one. <laughs> it's like it's so, it's so bad. Every every time we have to watch it is a chore. Mm. Watching uh, this. ECW event was a chore. So I'm thinking next time, maybe we'll watch something that's decent. No, I think maybe some 96 WCW pre NWO, maybe perhaps. Hey, I, I'm, I, we've done, we've covered it and I love it. It's, I feel similar in like, cause you're trying to get to the end of WCW. I'm just trying to get to the NWO and it feels like, I'm just walking through bullets and stab wounds to try to get there. Take it It easy. It doesn't turn a quick corner. Oh, boy. You're probably in the midst of the Dungeon of Doom, man. That's that's some classic stuff uh, there. That's great. I got got Uncensored 96 coming up. (laughs) That's my next one. (laughs) That was was Kev's pick for for match match of the year, that Doomsday Cage. Doomsday Cage, the alliance to end Hulkamania. (sighs) Mega Powers against... (laughs) <laughs> like 15 guys nobody really knows how you win either i remember that about that <laughs> no, that's true yeah. soccer i don't know what do you think jim gigolo jimmy del rey would have to say about that about the doomsday cage yeah you know i think that he probably could have worked to doomsday cage no problem i don't think that he would mm. be a fan of it necessarily because there's it's way too gimmicky for a man like gigolo jimmy del rey he is classic wrestling style through and through so especially tag team is a bit of a tag team uh, aficionado so oh mm. would he have done well yes he would have if he would have joined up with the dungeon of doom as the heavenly body in the dungeon of doom i'm pretty sure they would have ended hulkamania at that event well they already had shark who they also the had body, uh, I think. the solution <laughs> oh no is it uh who is that it's not zeus zeus is z gangster well, of course. Didn't, yeah. the, didn't the didn't the solution play like a Batman uh, foil in a movie? I believe so. Yeah, was, like Bane or some shit. I don't know if it was. It might have been. Now that you mention it, I don't remember. But he, uh, they originally dubbed him the Ultimate Solution, or it was the, the Final Solution. Yep, yeah, they dubbed him the Final Solution, and went, "Oh yeah, history. That's right. Probably a bad idea." <laughs> 
Oh, man. The best part of that match, that Doomsday Cage, is when Task is just, like, dangling off the side of it. <laughs> You're not selling me on it. You're not hyping me up for it. You got the Taskmaster, man. Listen to our episode, man. You know, you, know, you don't yeah. even have to watch the thing. Yeah, it'd be done. <laughs> Once again, thank you to uh, Kevin the Duker for joining me on today's program. Always a good time with those guys. Check out the Year of Duke and Rogue. Check out Gorilla Brain podcasts. All of their descri- all of their info in the description below. A great podcast. Strongly recommend it. It is at the front of my rotation every single uh, episode they drop. So do that. Follow me at Apron Bump. And hey, you know what time it is, Bartholomew. Hit it. WCW, ECW, WWF, who's the hardest promotion? Eric or Vince or Polly? I think we can agree, though, it's mostly shit. Alrighty then. We got the 1996 battle to see who's the hardest promotion of this year. First, what we do is grade this show. ECW, just another night. S through F, S being the best, F being the worst. Now, what do we grade this bad boy? So Cyber Slam, the previous ECW show, got a D. Big Apple Blizzard Blast got an F. House Party got a C. So we're kind of, we're a little we're all over the uh, middle to bottom spectrum. This is not a this is not a great show. It's a D at best. Question is, is it, you know what? It's not. It's an F. I'm sorry, fellas. I'm sorry, ECW. This was just a crock of shit, but it had some good, but not enough to make it bad. So, uh, sorry, fellas. You get an F. And doesn't matter right now because WWF still has the highest average grade. WWF has an uh, average grade of B, WCW has an average grade of of F and ECW has a uh, D minus, I guess you'd call this 1.75. By the way, if you're on YouTube, I'm showing my screen here, um, but I will try to talk through it if you are just listening on the audio. So basically what we do here is uh, each company gets assessed based on uh, different categories. One of the tier lists that we just created also on in-ring, just overall in-ring quality, uh, the roster, the star power that the company has, and also the out-of-ring stuff. This would be your gimmicks, your storylines, etc. So WWF still has the best average grade according to the tier list, so no changes there. Best pay-per-view still, WrestleMania 12. Worst pay-per-view. Now, the question is, was this a worse pay-per-view than Super Brawl? 1996 presented by WCW. I do not think so. Um, I think this was a pretty typical ECW show, just a little, little less quality. I think Super Brawl had a lot of buzz about it and was just a hot bag of shit. So Super Brawl, I think I still maintain Super Brawl is the worst of the year so far, and uh, so no changes there. But in ring overall. Who, what company has the best entering quality just in general? I think WWF. I don't think anything on this show was better than what WWF is putting out right now. Nothing was better than uh, Brett versus Sean at WrestleMania 12. 
Was anything worse than Hogan versus Giant at Super Brawl? And now we remember we gotta take it to account. Like, of course, like fucking Judge or whatever, Dog and Rose versus JT Smith or whatever the hell. Like, yeah, it's a worse match, probably, but like it's an opening pre-show-ish match. So we gotta take into account the stakes involved. Hogan versus Giant was a main event of a pay-per-view, and it was the, the quality of it was just ridiculous so i i don't think anything was worse than hogan versus giant in that respect so that stays the same roster and star power i think wcw still has the best so far although we are entering a period of flux in wrestling so that may be changing here shortly with a lot of people coming and going to different places so keep an eye on that one but i think for now We'll, we'll give that one to WCW. Wrestler of the Year, Shawn Michaels. I don't think, I don't even know who's the best of ECW. I guess Shane Douglas, Raven probably. <laughs> but uh, they are not on Shawn's level as of right now. Worst of the Year, Hulk Hogan. Um, <laughs> big part of me wants to put Axel Rotten on here, but I, again... Just the just the the spotlight that he has and just the absolute drivel that comes out of him is just it's a sight to see. Yeah, I think Hogan still maintains that one out of ring stuff. So who has the best overall gimmicks, characters, promos, storylines right now? We have WWF with that as they have Brett and Sean kind of kicking off. We have Diesel and Sean about to kick off. Taker and Diesel just concluded. We have uh, the backlot brawl stuff. Like, yeah, I don't think anything's better from just another night. I don't think this would change anything in that respect. So WWF still has that best character storyline. I think it's still Gold Dust, and worst character storyline I think is still a Dungeon of Doom. Um, yeah, I think Taz versus Bam Bam has the potential to shift things in a good way for ECW. But we are not there yet. Remember, we are not. Uh, we don't take into account future stuff. So as of right now, it's not much. But I think it it builds to something more. But we'll see. Keep tuning in to uh, see. But with that, I don't think anything changed really. So WWF is still sweeping the board. Twenty two points for WWF and zero for both WCW and ECW. But things can shift pretty quickly, especially with. Uh, how the rest of this year pans out so we'll see what happens there but with that i think that's about all daddy has for you today thank you guys so much for listening for watching and for touching uh have a great day have a great rest of your week enjoy wrestlemania if you're listening to this before then and uh neuter your cats or whatever jerry springer said um yeah I'm hard. So hard Talk around and disregard it. Ship you off the ground, show you what hard is. Stand strong and proud of it. And I guess let's get started. It's the hardest. Talk around and disregard it. Ship you off the ground, show you what hard is. Stand strong and proud of it.